0: Welcome to The Table Podcast, where we discuss issues of God and culture. Brought to you by Dallas Theological Seminary.
1: Welcome to The Table, where we discuss issues of God and culture. And our topic today is the Middle East, in particular Iran. And I have a wonderful guest. We have uh, done this the opposite way yeah. uh, before. Uh Hormoz Shariat is president of Iran Alive. It's a TV show that beams by satellite into the Middle East, particularly into Iran. And how long, Hormoz, have you been doing television? Television,
2: 18 years. 18 years. Yes, but I was a pastor, church planter among Muslims for over 25 years.
1: I see. And and how long have you been in the States now? I came at the time of revolution, 79. Okay.
2: 79, revolution of Iran. I came here as a graduate student, Mm -hmm. and I found the Lord here started
1: ministries here, yeah. Okay, and, and your show uh, beams out of Carrollton, Texas, is that right? That's right. It's yeah. uh, From there through
2: fiber optics, we go to Europe, uplink to a satellite, and all real-time covering the Middle East, North Africa, and Europe. And it's the amazing thing. I, every day I'm amazed. Everything yes. I say, why, why God is using your technology? Walking in that studio, in that room, sitting there, speaking to millions of mm-hmm. Iranian Muslims face-to-face, real-time, in their homes, and the government of Iran cannot stop it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's lots to talk about there. Let's walk through your story, uh, and let's talk about—you grew up, I I take it, in a Muslim home in Iran? Yes, I was a Muslim, pretty much devout
2: Muslim, um, until my teenage years. Mm -hmm. That's when I started thinking— it doesn't make sense. These repeating these prayers in Arabic five times, five times a day. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was uh, in a Muslim
1: family and pretty devout early years. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me let me ask you this question because this is actually was a discussion I had with someone at lunch today, which is fascinating. And that is, uh, being a, a Muslim in Iran during that time, how much direct exposure did you have to the Quran? Uh, was it direct, indirect? Uh. Well, it, it wasn't like now that you're forced Quran. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, it was a couple courses on. And at the high school, you had to take about uh, Arabic and Quran, but uh, Islam was not forced at all during the Shah's time. It was an optional thing to follow or not to follow. I see.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, part of the point for asking that question is, is literally, there are Muslims who are, if I can say, it, kind of all over the map in terms of their association with the Quran. Some some are radicalized. We well, at least we use that phrase in our language over here. Others are. Don't know if this is a good description or not. A more culturally Muslim, that kind of thing. So there's a range of people who associate with Islam. Is that correct?
2: That's exactly right. All Muslims are not the same. Mm -hmm. You talked about two groups. There are other groups too. Mm-hmm. You talk about those devout who are ready to die for that faith, and mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. And there are those who by name are Muslims and mm-hmm. they don't truly follow it. We call them moderate Muslims. Mm. And But there is a growing number of Muslims who are questioning mm-hmm. Islam in a very real, direct way. And by the way, in Iran, there's mm. growing by millions of born Muslims. You know, technically, they're Muslims, mm-hmm. but they have rejected Islam. Mm. And many of them, this is the like last five years, many of them are even militant mm. against Islam. They're still the name is Muslim, mm-hmm. but they're saying if we want to have a future for Iran, mm-hmm. we need to get rid of Islam. Hmm. So and still they're Muslims. So you, you're right. There's so many kinds. Don't think all Muslims are the same, and all Muslims are radicals or terrorists, or even all Muslims are moderate. It, that's not true.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. we'll we'll come back to that. That's an important part of something yeah. that I want to cover. But let's talk about your story. So you grew up a, 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 as a Muslim in your. Were in Iran and then you said you came here for graduate studies after the revolution in 1979.
2: That's right. Well, in 79, uh-huh. I was in Tehran 78 79 during the revolution. a uh, student involved with uh, the movement against Shah. I was on the streets of Tehran at those days. Uh, Shouting, I'm sorry to say that. Mm-hmm. Death to America, death huh. to America, one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, but I want to assure you, I, I've changed my mind, I've repented. Okay. And now I, I sing. We uh, believe in repentance and <laughs> Christianity, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's right. good. I sing God Bless America today. And I, and I mean it. So, yeah. but I was there, um, death to America, but not yet. I uh-huh. want to go there too <laughs> for graduate studies. Interesting. So I went to Southern California for. Uh, Science, scientific um,
1: studies. What's the school? University of Southern California. Okay, USC. USC Trojans. All right, okay, very good. (laughs) And you were studying science and doing graduate work and dropped into the United States and?
2: And that's the question started, which is important now because millions of Muslims are following the same path. At that, those days, there were not many like mm-hmm. me. And today, there are many like me, hmm. which is, is Islam true or not? Mm-hmm. I, I, I said to myself, there's a conflict there. I truly followed Islam sincerely, but it didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel the presence of God. It didn't change my attitude, my character, nothing. It had no effect on my actual day. I was just pleasing mm-hmm. the fearful Allah, Hmm. So is Muslim true or not? And But externally, internally it wasn't true But externally, wow Look, Islam is uh, defeating superpower USA mm-hmm. And kicked out the Shah So God must be with it hmm. That question caused me to, to go and study I said, okay, I'm going to study And see if God is there And if he's there, how does he relate to me? And Islam is the last and most complete religion Why should I study other religions? Hmm. Just study that Again, but with an objective, open mind, open heart, mm-hmm. and I got a Quran and I read it through even though I knew a lot about it, this mm-hmm. time as a scientist, as mm-hmm. a researcher, mm-hmm. not a bigot. Mm-hmm. Not. So I read through Quran and I realized, okay, I knew most of it, a little bit more, but where is God? Mm-hmm. I still don't, I don't have him. I don't have a relationship. Uh, I decided, okay, it, either God is not there, or if he is there, it doesn't relate to our daily life. I'm mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. But my scientific pride kicked in. Hmm. Uh, a voice, which I believe was Holy Spirit, hmm. telling me, how do you call yourself a scientist mm-hmm. if you just read one book and come to conclusion? You have to study different lines of thinking, hmm. and then you come to a conclusion. Hmm. So for my own pride, I got a Bible. Hmm. I said, I don't think I'm going to find anything new in it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read through it in three days, mm-hmm. just Proudly, I can tell others, yeah, I've read the Bible, I've read the Quran. So I got a Bible, uh, read Genesis, and then jumped to New, Ma- New Testament, Matthew.
1: Well, that I, was a smart move since you gave yourself three days. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: in Genesis, there are similar si- uh, stories of Genesis and mm-hmm. Quran.
1: That's right.
2: But I jumped to Jesus and I realized, oh my gosh, this, this Jesus is not what they taught me. He's huh. not a Prophet, he doesn't fit a prophet profile. Mm-hmm. So I was struggling, and the teachings beautiful. It's not in Quran. The Sermon on the Mount is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought everything in Quran, uh, everything in Bible is in Quran. But so his teachings grabbed me. I planned to start to read the whole Bible in three months, and and in three and in three days. But in three three months later, I wanted to read the whole thing three mm-hmm. days. It, three months later, I was in. Matthew 5, okay? Mm -hmm. Struggling. Who is this Jesus? Mm -hmm. Doesn't fit. Before, I I believed that all religions are the same. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like intellectual Mm -hmm. kind of thing. All religions are the same. And if you really study them, they all converge. Mm -hmm. But when I compared Quran and the Bible, I could not truly, sincerely say they are the same. Mm -hmm. They are not. Mm. So a conflict, questioning, few months until... God uh, led me to a church where I heard a very simple message of salvation, hmm. and that changed my life.
1: Oh, wow! And so this was when? That's nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine oh, as well. Month? No, I, actually, no. This was nineteen eighty. The 1980. search
2: started nineteen seventy nine, but in nineteen eighty, I came to Christ.
1: Now, um, I, I've got a ton of questions. I'm not sure which way to go. Let me, let me, let me do this. What? Um, for a Muslim who is questioning, you know, I think most Christians go, I have no idea how to have this conversation, how to start this conversation. What advice would you give to someone who who encounters a Muslim who they sense is perhaps open or curious or maybe just curious, but um, there are there are hurdles in some cases to get through in terms of communicating who Jesus is. What advice would you give them as to how to do that?
2: There are several do's and, and don'ts. Of okay. course, there are courses on that. I'm, right, just, right. I'm just picking on some of the major ones. Okay. Um, the do's part is, is the love. Mm-hmm. The greatest power we have is love that's non-existent in Allah. Mm-hmm. Allah is not a God of love. Mm-hmm. So our love for people, our love for one another, and our love for God in a sincere, that's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And that shakes them up. If you want to just discuss religion, you don't get nowhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have Quran no, I believe Bible Quran. They say the well, Bible has been changed At that level you mm-hmm. don't get too far mm-hmm. So I, I, even if they talk to me In, in that level of argument Of mm-hmm. discussing and, and comparing I don't go that route mm-hmm. So the love is very important uh, but Let me share this I've talked to Muslims in America mm-hmm. Who have come to Christ One thing is common Most of them Mm-hmm. There, there are exceptions, but the most of them. What caused you to come to Christ? A Christian loved me,
3: mm.
2: showed me love. Mm. That was that, that was a starting point. Mm. So loving a Muslim sincerely, mm-hmm. and and that's rare because of all this happening. Right, all right. the news, September 11th. Right. Most Americans, even American Christians, they kind of either afraid of Muslims mm. or they don't like them, which. Mm-hmm. Both of them are not from God, mm-hmm. no. You know, God loved the whole world. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the opposite of fe- love is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear. It says perfect love casts us fear. Mm-hmm. So if you're fearing Muslims, y- there is a block. Even mm-hmm. if you try to evangelize, mm-hmm. the spirit is not right. The mm-hmm. heart is not right. Hmm. Fear is not love. So yeah, you have to not stop fearing or get rid of Fear and loving them. Number one, that's the that's biggest do. Mm-hmm. Another do I would say is to ask and and listen. Ask them questions of this that so they can think about. And a Muslim, by the way, and the reason is this: a Muslim is not allowed to think mm-hmm. or question Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, in some places, if a Muslim questions but the Quran, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be lashes, they're yeah. going to be consequences. So, making a Muslim think it's a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting, yeah, but that's yeah. the sp- that's a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had PhDs, my friends, witnessing, logical. Mm-hmm. Ta- a lo- nice discussion, logical. But the moment we got into spiritual things, there was a blindness. Mm. There was no logic anymore. Mm. There was fear. And defend, defend mm. the faith. Mm. So uh, uh, prayer is very important.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I've I've witnessed to Muslims who loved Jesus, but they couldn't make a decision, and mm. I realized there was a spirit of fear. Mm. There was a, there is a spirit of fear, and and thumbprint of the islam, uh, the spirit of Islam is fear, mm. fear mm-hmm. and hatred. Violence. You see all that. that that's mm-hmm. not bad mouthing. well. <laughs> yeah. that's being truthful. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not politically correct, but mm-hmm. that's truthful. Mm. You see that in Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the, the the prayer. I was talking about prayer. So many times I witness to Muslims, and they're interested, but they can't make a decision, and it is because the spirit of fear. Many of them are attracted to Christianity. They they can't make a final decision spirit of fear, so here, the spiritual warfare side of it,
3: hmm.
2: praying against the spirit of fear.
3: Hmm.
2: I've led Muslims to Christ, holding their hands, praying the prayer of salvation, and open. I open my eyes and look, at, and their knees are shaking out of hmm. fear at the moment of even praying to receive Christ. So mm. th- that that's, uh, sweet is, is strong. So those are all the do's. Mm-hmm. Let me share a couple of don'ts. One is the deity of Christ or Trinity mm-hmm. don't go there up front, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus being son of God is a spiritual thing. Je, Jesus said, uh, Peter, uh, the flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Mm-hmm. So I give short, simple answers there, and mm-hmm. assure them, that's another, do. assure them that God is one. Mm-hmm. God, You would repeat, God is one, but uh, talking about uh, Jesus' deity or trinity
1: and all that, I don't go there at first, mm-hmm. later, sh- sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about how Muslims generally view Jesus, because you've alluded to this that you had heard that Jesus was kind of a prophetic figure, and then you read the scripture and you went, no, not that doesn't do it for for what I'm reading. So what a Muslim who's Who's heard about Jesus has heard certain things. I'm I'm aware of another testimony from a uh, a Muslim who became a Christian who said um, that Islam's understanding of the crucifixion is very very different than the cruci- than the understanding uh, that Christians have. So let's talk about the person of Jesus and the crucifixion in particular. What is what what is a Muslim who's heard about that likely to have heard about Jesus? Oh.
2: All Muslims have heard about Jesus, Mm -hmm. but the information is not correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Quran talks about Jesus in many places, it's correct, but some places, not like his crucifixion, Mm -hmm. is not uh, that he died for the sins of the world, is not there. Mm -hmm. Jesus in the uh, Quran is a prophet. Lower than Muhammad, mm-hmm. but is a prophet expired maybe, but uh, mm-hmm. but still respectable. Not raised, not raised. Not, from ra- the dead? not Didn't die to to be raised. Okay. Even though there are verses uh, uh, talking about uh, his uh, rising from the dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but in in Islamic theology, no, he didn't die. Uh, it was it was Judas
1: that died instead of. So there was Christ. a substitution before yes. Jesus even got to the cross. That's right. That actually is like some of the Gnostic um, Gnostic texts of the second and third uh, of the third and fourth centuries uh, that circulated among some fringe groups in Christianity. That's very very similar. That's interesting. Um, we won't go there. Um, so. So it's a very different Jesus. It's a prophet. It's someone who didn't die on a cross. It's someone who's not raised. So they kind of give, if I can say this, a a sort of respect to Jesus, but it isn't anywhere close to the picture of Jesus in the New Testament.
2: Uh, uh, Respect, yes. Respect as a prophet inferior to Muhammad, Mm -hmm. as one who comes back, who one thing is, a prophet that does miracles Mm -hmm. that's why the faith for miracles is greater than most Christians because it's in the Quran that Jesus does miracles so that's probably one reason you see miracles and visions and dreams because they they expect that and they believe that but uh, Jesus did not die on the cross it was uh, at the last moment God changed the face of Judas to Mm -hmm. look like Jesus Mm -hmm. so they by mistake they crucified Judas. Oh wow! And God took Jesus out. Let me show, share a funny story. I was talking to this mullah. Mm-hmm. And we were in a funeral. He was supposed to preach. He sat beside me at Islamic funeral, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was invited. Sat beside me, and I talking to him, and uh, and I asked. I said, he said Jesus never. Was not crucified and didn't die Uh, and and uh, I said so. You say he didn't die? No, he didn't die. So God, God took him. So I said, if he didn't go on the cross, if uh, in both ways, in Mm -hmm. both sides, Mm -hmm. either he died, he rose again, Mm -hmm. or he. You say he didn't die, he rose. In either way, he's alive, Mm -hmm. and I rather follow um, alive. Uh-huh. Savior than a dead prophet uh-huh. he got so mad, uh-huh. he bad mouthed me, I mean uh-huh. he was supposed to go and yeah. preach, yeah, so it, it is uh, Jesus didn't die, but he was he was taken up to heaven hmm. alive He's so, a, he's alive
1: I see interesting yeah. he didn't die um so so uh, let's come back to your story, so you came to the Lord, and when did you start the ministry of Iran alive? I started witnessing right after I came to Christ. Mm -hmm. I was a student,
2: and then I worked as a research scientist for many years. So ministry started for me right away. And the reason was this. I said, this simple message works, changes my life. Mm -hmm. You know, as an engineer background, we're looking for something that works, okay? Uh (laughs) And something as simple. Sometimes I think the engineers and scientists, we're called to make simple things complicated. What uh-huh. <laughs> I realized this simple uh-huh. message of the gospel is powerful. It's mm-hmm. changing me and my family and my relationship. So I started witnessing right away. started trying to form house churches in Southern California, mm. failed and failed mm-hmm. and failed mm-hmm. for many years. A few came to Christ, mm-hmm. formed a church, even for a while. But when I moved to Northern California after I graduated, that's where I realized, first of all, from failure that's I need other people to do things. I'm Mm. not gifted in every area. Mm. And there, God blessed, we started a church in my home Mm -hmm. with uh, my wife and another lady, and it exploded. Hundreds and hundreds of Muslims came to Christ in Northern California. The mother church, I became a pastor for Mm. many years. Mm. Out of that came the television ministry and planted churches in uh, Northern California, six churches o- over twenty-five years.
1: Okay, uh, I, I'm waiting to talk about your ministry till we get the other side yeah. of the break. So let's. I'm going to shift gears back to um, to talking to Muslims about Christ. You said love is important, prayer is important, uh, knowing when to introduce the complexities of the Trinity is important. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else on the list that that, that Christians should be aware of as they interact? If, if Because I think for a Christian to say, well, if I can't talk too much theology, then what do I do? You just love and serve and no, be no. a friend and...
2: And talk theology, but uh-huh. theology that relates to the heart, not mm-hmm. to the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, talk about, this is the line of reasoning I use both personally and on television evangelism, is that if you're looking for a prophet See, see, let me uh, state, I don't compare Muhammad and Jesus. I'd never go there. Uh-huh, compare uh-huh. Quran and the Bible. I'd never uh-huh. go there. Uh-huh. What I say is, if you're looking for a religion, what you have is good, but it doesn't do good, any good. Hmm. Uh, but, and if you want prophets, there are so many out there uh-huh. because that's what Muslims believe. Uh-huh. But when you want a savior... Jesus is alive and ready to save you.
1: Oh wow. So so you really do appeal to the to the transformation that comes as a result of coming to Christ and and what he can do for you in life. Totally. I emphasize
2: that because I don't because Jesus promises who believes in him will be born again. I count on that 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 if you believe in Jesus today, now, you're going to be transformed now. Hmm. God will indwell in you now. Hmm. it's not for the future.
1: That's right. I mean the yeah. gift of the the obviously the indwelling power of the spirit through That's the right. new covenant is is a key part of the gospel. Let's talk about the start of the ministry and and then and then we'll turn into what's going on in the Middle East today. So so talk about the start of your television ministry. You were planning churches and finally having success in northern California and then did one day you just decided, "Oh, I'll go on television." How did that work? Yeah, well, God opened that uh, the heart for Iran was always there,
2: even from my early years of coming to Christ, and even my calling to be a pastor. I was a research scientist, good job, and started a church It was going well. One day, God said, I want you there full time. I said, God, it's going well. I, they don't need me there. The church is growing, mm-hmm. and we hired a pastor, and we, I'm, a, I'm an elder. But that's when it came that over two, months of, two years of struggling, hmm. God, I, is this you? you want me to focus? And what I got through uh, those two years was this, over the prayer, you know, this is what I got strong in my heart, God saying, I'm not calling you to be a pastor forever, just for a period of time, but I'm calling, I'm, I'm doing something great in Iran and I'm giving you the honor to be a part of it. Hmm. So that heart for Iran was years before television mm-hmm. ministry mm-hmm. that this is temporary i'm doing church planting but iran god is going to do something great so when it, the opportunity came right after september 11 before that we we're doing some things on media mm-hmm. but september 11 came i said time is now mm. Th- things are happening mm. so we we bought one hour of airtime from a secular channel mm. broadcast into iran
3: mm-hmm.
2: and from day 1 my what I believed in my heart, I saw it with my eyes, which hmm. is Iran is ready for Jesus. Hmm. From day one, we got so many calls, so many salvations. We got a few calls who were cussing at us, mm-hmm. but most for the most part very sincere questions, prayer of salvation over the last, uh, since September 11, we have the names of over 32,000 people who called us and prayed to receive Christ. We've Mm. had hundreds of thousands who contacted us, but 32,000 pray with us Mm. and dare to call. Our our phones are blocked Mm -hmm. and those who call us are in trouble. Some of them have been arrested just because Mm. they called us. So it confirmed that this nation has gone through a spiritual journey of in the 80s dying for Islam mm-hmm. to a to in the 2000 or 2001 September 11 mm-hmm. and on to a point of saying Islam is not the answer Islam is our problem we need to get rid of it hmm. the rejection of Islam in Iran is so wide and deep hmm. so going on television one hour a week confirmed oh my gosh the Country is ready, mm-hmm. but the, if the gospel goes, it's just they're ready. It's like a harvest is ready. So we need to do it. So that's when the television ministry started, and we saw many come to Christ. It grew, and five years ago, a comfortable pastor, rather comfortable, I hadn't mm-hmm. trained leaders, so mm-hmm. they were helping me lead the church in San Jose, California. I felt strongly, time is now. time is passing. The country is ready. nation has rejected Islam, ready for, for the gospel, and you need to focus. How do I do that, God? We, we, I, you can't transform a nation with two, three hours a week mm-hmm. of television. That's eight mo- months of prayer so strongly. God said, go to Dallas, hmm. even the city. We prayed different cities. Hmm. But we prayed for several cities. But when the moment we prayed for Dallas, something was special mm. in, in our prayer meetings. Mm. Go to Dallas, start at 24-7, Christian channel, beaming into the gospel into the Middle East and Europe. And it was a big step of faith, mm-hmm. from being pastor, coming and signing up a big airtime contract. That mm-hmm. was all scary. We didn't have it, mm. but God, uh, we didn't have the resources, but God provided as we needed. So Coming to Dallas. Let me, let me uh, clarify something. Okay. This is not a television ministry. Mm-hmm. We are not television. We are church planting ministry mm-hmm. using television. Mm-hmm. My passion is not television. Mm-hmm. My passion is to see people saved and church established. So our focus is underground church planting mm-hmm. through media. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by The Truce Podcast. I'm sure you've been there.
1: huh that's interesting so so you've had thousands of people respond and hundreds of thousands make requests. Let's talk about what's going on in Iran today because I suspect that many people think well Iran it it, it is a established Muslim country uh, but there's a lot of uh, of discontent and and so there are a lot of people there who who don't want to be there and if they had their options might not, remain there is is that fair to say uh, very special case in iran uh-huh. um, the government is islamic uh-huh.
2: people are not uh-huh. they more and more they're walking away from islam hmm. islam I- experiencing its greatest defeat in this in its 14th centuries of existence hmm. it's historical what's happening in iran hmm. greatest defeat of islam in the whole history is happening now today hmm. in iran hmm. so the people have Deeply rejected. Recently, when people call us to pray to receive Christ, they have no mention of Islam. Earlier days, they would say, Oh, Pastor Moses, I'm going to come to Christ, but what do I do with Islam? Who is Muhammad? How about the Quran? No more of that, I don't hear that, rarely I hear that. Mm. Most of it is say, I was watching your programs and something in me said, I want that salvation, I want what you're saying, how can I receive that? No struggle with the spirit of Islam. The spirit of Islam, which in Iran, as you see Mm -hmm. in the Bible called Prince of Persia, Mm -hmm. that's the spirit, has been defeated Mm. through prayers of saints all over the world. It's losing its grip. Hmm. On the captives in Iran, and by thousands they're running away from him, and coming to Christ. Uh, the, Iran is uh, such a unique situation in uh, in that country for the gospel.
1: So you you um, you t- you got say you've got twenty four seven broadcasting into Iran. What is what does your day look like? I take it it's an it's a. A uh, mixture of talking about scripture and giving testimonies and singing music. What what goes into the day that you have on that you broadcast? Into
2: very life? very good question. That's why I
1: say we yeah. are not typical
2: yeah. uh, Christian television mm-hmm. you see in the West. That's the problem I have. When uh-huh. I say we have Christian television, they think of what's in here, yeah. Yeah. and that's not very positive. Right. Right. Okay. they're uh, questionable teachings, practices. Yeah. I'm not a televangelist. Uh-huh. Even when I'm in town, for example, even when I'm in town, not traveling, mm-hmm. I'm only on the air two times a week. Mm-hmm. We are not a television channel in, in a traditional way. We are a church. Mm-hmm. We officially are a church. We function as a church, but a church that delivers its services to the homes of people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have church services that for millions of Iranians, that's the only church they have during the week. Mm. To Two to four million Iranian Muslims have come to Christ with no church. Hmm. All the building churches have been closed. House churches, for the most part, have been destroyed the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. So most of these believers, new believers, are home, alone, lock the door. Uh, they're afraid to gather, mm-hmm. lock the door, turn on television, and they participate with us as a church. They even put sometimes their churches in, in rows. I have the pictures and mm-hmm. clips. They put the church, the, the chairs in their living room, just like a church, and they participate. Mm. A church has a Sunday school. We teach them. Mm. We have Sunday school. The church has prayer meetings. We have live prayer meetings. So, mm. women's ministry, men's ministry.
1: So, it is a form like a church. What church does, but in their homes. So uh, these prayer meetings, it's fascinating. The prayer meeting, How do they communicate their prayer requests so by, inter, by internet or yeah, the internet, the social media, uh-huh. uh,
2: all kinds of uh, connections we have. And the good news is, mm-hmm. the technology is advancing, so secure connection is improving. Hmm. There are new apps, new ways that they can securely contact us, and we can communicate. Hmm. So they, yeah, they, they give us their prayer request, and we pray. You know, uh, when we started the live prayer meeting, I had, I had concern. Mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, in American church, like, I was a pastor, mm-hmm. I'm not putting yeah. that down. I I was... so. The prayer meeting is not attended well, you yeah, know? Right, so right. So here having it on television, all they can do, all they need to do is just flip the channel if they don't like it. Right, right. Is it going to be a successful program, like just one hour of prayer with them? So but when we started, we finished an hour of prayer, live prayer. The moment we finished, the phone calls came in. Hmm. Why did you stop it? We love it, we love it. <laughs> they stay and they pray. And I realize it is, this prayer meeting's are evangelistic tool. I never realized that. Uh-huh. You know why? Here, a Muslim, just think, a Muslim uh-huh. watching us, uh-huh. this is a prayer meeting, and they're talking to their Heavenly Father so freely and me as a muslim i have to memorize these arabic verses in five times i don't have that relationship uh-huh. so that's prayer and worship time the contrast 1 hour stands out yeah, we don't intend yeah. to evangelize, yeah. but it
1: brings many people to Christ. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So you have worship services, you have Sunday school classes, you have prayer meetings. You have. Uh, do you take some of the be- better stuff that does circulate in, in 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 media form and translate it? Is that definitely? See, yeah. It, it's twenty four seven. Right, we right. Do, this is some of it, and we we
2: need. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, we're we doing our part, but we need help in mm-hmm. every way. Mm. We need good teachers. We need, and we broadcast some good uh, pastors. They part, uh, you know, partner with us, mm-hmm. We translate their sermons, and we broadcast some good teachers. But that's not enough. We have twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. What we do is a few hours. It's of a lot program, of time. A lot of time, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of hunger on the right, other side. Right, right. Number one request mm-hmm. we are getting from believers. In in Iran, which is two, three million and growing, mm-hmm. teach us the Bible, teach us verse by verse. We're hungry. Teach mm-hmm. us. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I do my part, but mm-hmm. and I have to travel, uh, present the ministry, mm-hmm. you know, gather funds to, right. to ministry to go. So I can't do all of that. And I, here I ask you: This is a Macedonian call. Mm-hmm. The people are asking. The nation is ready, and. By the way, Iran is not the end point. I believe Iran is the starting point. Mm-hmm. God is going to transform Iran, and through Iran, the whole Middle East mm. will be impacted by the gospel. Mm. So I'm I'm calling my brothers and sisters, pray, but get involved. Th- these people are hungry. Mm. You don't believe how they receive the teaching and they live it. Mm-hmm. May May share a story? Yeah, a sure, sure. Because again, in the West, you, you think of all oh, the the. Uh, TV believers, mm-hmm. oh, they're so weak Christians. Mm-hmm. They don't go to church. They don't do anything. They just sit and watch television. For Iran, wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, wrong. Mm-hmm. These people are so hungry. They receive the word and they apply it. There was this lady called me after the program, so I had time to talk to her. She impressed me. She what topic we talked, she had such a biblical worldview, mm-hmm. so perfect. For every topic, she, mem- she recited memorized verses. So mm-hmm. many, we talked about Christian marriage. We talked about, she gave me the best review of why persecution is good for mm-hmm. a Christian. And mm-hmm. here is in Iran, persecuted Christian mm-hmm. in Iran. And many verses from, from memory, mm-hmm. 20 minutes, 25 minutes later, I'm thinking, some of my elders are as mature as this lady in yeah, yeah. every aspect, having a worldview, mm-hmm. Christian worldview. And I'm jealous of her because I don't know as many verses as she does from memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I ask her 20, 25 minutes later, I'm sorry, lady, I have to go. I'm, uh, I have a meeting, but tell me, why did you call? She said, I called because I need a Bible. I don't have a Bible. Mm. What are you talking about? You're a walking Bible. Mm-hmm. And how did that happen? And how long have you been a Christian? She said, about a year. Mm. What? You sound so mature. What happened? She said, I watch the programs intensely. I took, take notes. And when you use a verse, I write it down, and I memorize it, and I do it. Mm. No church, no teachers, I mean, no pastor, but the hunger is there. The word and the commitment to the Word has caused this lady to be a major, uh, experience a major transformation. But the worldview, the, the, how she looked at the world has changed. So it's a discipleship. Some people say, how can you disciple people from, on television? If they're hungry, they follow the Lord, mm-hmm. and the Lord disciples them. Of course, we, we do a face-to-face, we do discipleship online, mm-hmm. we gather people on online chat rooms, and we pick the best of the best. Mm-hmm. That's a luxury we have, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a pastor, I had two, two 300 people. That was, that's the, all you have. Mm-hmm. But here, three million. Mm. You pick the best of the best of three million, and you train them for leadership. That's the
1: luxury. So, so you've talked about thousands coming to Christ, but you're actually reaching a very large amount of people with, through this ministry in terms of uh, who's watching.
2: That's right. We have been on the air many years. So most in, there, there are 65 million Iranians with satellite dishes, mm-hmm. and it's very popular. We have viewers in Afghanistan and Tajikistan, which are Farsi speakers, and mm-hmm. many have come to Christ. So, uh, any, so most of them, or almost all of them, have seen us over 12 years at one mm-hmm. time or another. They mm-hmm. know about us. But we believe about 20 million watch us weekly, and every— Every day, every moment, we have three to six
1: million watching that's amazing yeah. that's an amazing yeah. number uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about the situation in the Middle East as you see it you say things are changing people are walking away from Islam there's a group of people that I want to talk about that come out of the Middle East that I think um, the chances are are good or perhaps even better that that people will, at least who live over here will run into and that's uh, the refugee situation now that's not so much Iran but but that's significant portions of the Middle East. How should people think about uh, the refugee problem from your perspective in terms of uh, uh, Muslims who are basically looking for a place to land?
2: That's right. Well, there are many aspects to that problem. Mm -hmm. I I may talk just the spiritual dimension of it. Okay, sure. And as as Christians, anyway, Christians are opposing it, sometimes Mm -hmm. for the wrong reason. Mm The, the, it to, to me it shows the weakness of uh, Christ, most christians in the west mm-hmm. first of all we are fearful
3: mm-hmm.
2: we in the bible you talk about fearing you mm-hmm. know and the and the fear is is the, right because of our weakness the fear is this that if they come they, they uh, impact us in a negative lay, mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and why not think that they, can, they come here and we impact them in a positive way? Mm-hmm. We share this as an opportunity to share the gospel with Muslims. And because the church doesn't have that muscle mm-hmm. to uh, cause transformation in their lives, mm-hmm. they know they're going to come here and not be transformed, but transform our country mm. to them. So I think it's a sign of weakness. Um, as a Christian Christian, I would say I love the the people who are suffering. Some of them are truly suffering, and I would do something for them. Mm -hmm. I don't say all of them come here, but Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't be go to the other place. No, no, I come here. I have a comfortable life here. Mm -hmm. I don't care if people around the world are dying, and I I don't care. That's not Christian. Mm -hmm. The Christian has a heart for the suffering and has a heart for evangelism, and both of them tell me that some of these those coming here are opportunities for Christians to be Christians.
1: Now, so, uh, some people are leave because they're forced out. Other people leave because they have chosen to leave everything behind. I, I, I like to say it this way. Imagine you making a decision to leave everything behind except what you can carry with you and go to another country where you don't even know the language and say, I'm going to start a new life. You've got to be pretty desperate to be willing to do that. Knowing that you will be mistreated, exactly right, and uh, you may Misunderstood. go hungry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I think uh, I, I think you know uh, I think sometimes we underestimate um, what it took for a person to become a refugee, and we don't think through, as you're suggesting, the opportunity that exists as a result of that, because they're looking they're looking for a new home and a new way of okay. life,
2: and. One, one more thing. Uh-huh. About, I want to encourage you about the ministry to to the refugees. Mm-hmm. These refugees, some of them are Christians. Mm-hmm. Many of them are Muslims. What ISIS did, mostly ISIS persecuted Muslims, mm-hmm. hurt Muslims. So these refugees coming out, they're being hurt by Islam, ISIS. So they're not just suffering physically, but they're spiritually open. Mm-hmm. They are looking for something. Mm-hmm. So uh, people ask me, almost like, what, where, where can I serve? I want to do a short-term mission. I said the most productive short-term mission is go to refugee camps in Europe and serve the refugees. You hmm. will see many, many results. Love them, serve them, and they're spiritually open.
1: Yeah, I have, a, I have a missionary friend who ministers in an Eastern European country, and they do some very interesting things with the refugees who come over. They greet them. They food and, and clothe them and, and take care of them. They offer them a phone, and they tell them, on this phone is a Bible. Are you, and they tell them ahead, ahead of time, you know, are you interested, and yes, and they take the phone and they find them reading the Bible when they, when they get access to it and know that it's there. And, so, and, and that opens up conversation. So it's a a fascinating um, opportunity that exists in many ways.
2: That's right. In in one way, ISIS is helping the cause of Christ because it's causing Muslims to question their faith.
3: Hmm.
2: Because ISIS, they claim that they're following Islam. And they have a challenge. One of the leaders last year gave a challenge, a worldwide challenge. He said... Tell us what are we doing that outside Islam? Mm -hmm. Nobody could answer them because what they're doing is what is in the Quran Mm -hmm. and what Prophet Muhammad did. So Muslims are awakening. Oh, is this true Islam? And they look into Quran and they come to conclusion, oh my gosh, yes, ISIS, they're following this book. So the problem is not with ISIS is with Islam itself, hmm. that's what causes refugees to be so open because they've gone through that questioning.
1: Mm-hmm. And so they they said there must be something else and some other way yes. to live, and I want out of here. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so what are your pl- – well, first, tell us how people can find out about your ministry. We haven't done that yet.
2: Yeah. We, uh, our ministry is called Iran. Alive, Iran I R A N, alive. You can Google that or Google my name, Hormoz, H R M O Z, Shariat. But to get updates from our ministry, the easiest is to text the word Iran, I R A N, text that word to a number 77948. 77948. That gives you an option to get our ministry updates I have a blog in my name horchart that i talk about uh, I, I talk about the, the daily issues but texting Iran to the number seven 77- seven nine four eight would be easiest and fastest way
1: and so you and, and so you're televising 24 7 do you have any any plans for anything in particular or, you, or do you feel like what you are doing now is working
2: uh we need help in uh-huh. every way we need prayer help we need of course financial but also i invite my friends who can teach not just pastors i'm looking for people in business come and teach about business. Those mm. who are in education, government, military, we have people in military have come to Christ, the government have, people in high in the government have mm. come to Christ. So I'm inviting my brothers and sisters, here is a field, people are hungry, come and I will translate for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, if they wanna contact you, how would they contact you with, If with, it, to answer that request? If, um, You can send me an email. Go to our
2: website, and there's contact information there, Mm -hmm. iranaliveministries.org. Okay. IranAliveMinistries.org.
1: Well, uh, Hormoz, as always, it's always a joy to talk with you. We hadn't connected in a while, so this has been great to catch up and hear what's going on. It's a wonderful ministry and a wonderful opportunity. I've done the show before and uh, and really found the whole thing fascinating. The setup was top flight and professionally done, and the variety of things that you offer are, are exciting to see. And I really appreciate you taking the time and giving us not just an overview of your ministry ministry, but great advice on how to think about issues related to Islam in the Middle East and how to minister to people in the context of mission. We thank you for your heart and your willingness to visit with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. Darrell, you're a good friend. (laughs) And we thank you for joining us in the table and we look forward to having you back with us again.